This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're invited to I Am The Key One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And we are here with the cutest one, and that is Tracy Carnazzo, host of the 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, Teen Mom Trash Talk, and Catfish Trash Talk podcast. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. Hi, booked and of busy. Course, I know, cute and blessed. Oh <laughs> so I want to give the disclaimer at the top of this episode, if you can hear some shouting in the background... I thought to myself, I planned ahead. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a self-care day. I'm going to take off of work. I'm going to ship my kids off to school, to daycare, and I'm going to have a moment of peace and silence for myself during the day, and I'll record, and that way we'll like get ahead of schedule. It'll be great. Yesterday, my youngest had a like holiday event at her daycare. I like walk in the door, and she looks at me. She smiles. She's so excited to see me, and then she projectile vomits. <gasps> All over herself, all over her classmate, all over the floor. Oh, dear. So she is home with me today. My husband is home now. She is not alone and unsupervised, but she's upstairs (laughs) and her favorite activity is to yell at my husband. So Mm. if you hear screeching in the background, it's not you, it's me. And I'm sorry. Wow. Fun day. (laughs) It was a journey. Well, she's on brand, though, because yelling at husbands is what this whole movie is about. We are (laughs) recapping Just Married today. So let me set the scene before we get into plot and stuff. The movie premiered January 10th, 2003. So Tracy, we brought you on to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What an amazing film. (laughs) (laughs) Cinematic history. Yeah. It truly is. What are those movies called? Um, Garbage. (laughs) Oh, Criterion Collection is the joke I was trying (laughs) to make, but it took too long to get there. So we'll just go with Garbage. (laughs) Lose Yourself by Eminem was the number one song in the U.S. US when this movie came out. Just Married was somehow at the top of the box office. Wow. And Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Catch Me If You Can, and Two Weeks Notice were right behind This did it. better than Lord of the Rings? I think Lord of the Rings had, had been, been out, out a couple Yeah, for years. five okay. years. <laughs> In other milestones, Charmed aired its 100th episode, and The Surreal Life premiered on the WB before moving to VH1 the following year. So... Since I never get a chance to talk about it, The Surreal Life was mentioned in the outline, so now I'm just going to latch onto it and suck that teat dry. I loved The Surreal Life, but really I love any kind of reality show that brings in D-less celebrities. Yeah, anytime it's really messy. Yeah, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here is a good one. I enjoyed um, Celebrity Fit Club Uh and then the rehab one. Celebrity rehab. rehab. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. The cast is like, where did you get these people? Yeah, it's like one person that's been on Seventh Heaven about twice. Amy Fisher, a porn star, and Daniel Baldwin. It's like, this is perfect. Incredible. Yeah, the early aughts were kind of like peak trash reality TV for me because there were no morals. Mm -hmm. There was no like worrying about like, should we be exploiting people? It was just like, no, we are going to exploit these people and you are going to enjoy every second of it. (laughs) I did. And so did I. I mean, when Flava Flav and Brett Michaels 
had uh, their own mm. dating shows. I mean, Bummer. you can't get better than that. When that <laughs> poor woman shit on the floor during the rose ceremony of Flava Flav, I will never forget. I remember where I was. Where were you when she pooped on the floor? She you said know? she didn't, so I don't know. <laughs> that little turd, the highlighted black and white replay. Says the otherwise. boing heard around the world. <laughs> Did you watch Celebrity Mole? It was so good. It was like around 2004, and it was exactly what the mole is now on Netflix, but it was celebrities lying to each uh, other. And yeah, it was a cast of Nobodies then. As I well. love Nobodies. Wow. Do you <laughs> remember too. the show where they tricked all of these dumb American women into thinking that they were going to date Prince Harry? Yeah. I want to marry Harry. I want to yeah. marry Harry. And it was literally just like a redheaded Yes, dude. it wasn't even an actual lookalike. It was no. just another ginger. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would have fallen for it because I am famously face blind. I would have been like, oh, my God, we're amongst royalty. But man, if they could have just predicted into the future, like Harry may have done that reality show. Probably would have. Also, team Megan, team Megan. So don't come for me. So if you want to see Chelsea be afraid she'll be canceled in real time, you can follow us on our Patreon. And that is patreon.com slash I am the cute one, where you can find uncut, unedited and unhinged full-length audio and video. So, now that that is out of the way, let's get into some trivia about the movie. It was written by Sam Harper, who wrote some other really good bangers. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yes? Are you familiar with Sam Harper? No, no. Other oh. really good bangers? <laughs> can't wait to hear the I bangers. I can't Bring wait to hear the bangers. These ones actually mm-hmm. are a lot better than okay. Just Married. Rookie of the Year. Oh, Famously well. banger. Cheaper by the Dozen. Banger. banger. And animated classic Rio. Wow. <laughs> Which, it like bangs a little. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. It hardly knocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was directed by, and this is where my heart breaks, because this is not a joke. I really enjoy this person's career, except for Just Married. Sean Levi's his name. He directed episodes of Secret World of Alec Mack, Animorphs, The Famous Jet Jackson, and So Weird, and then went on to direct Cheaper by the Dozen and Night at the Museum. But now he's executive producer of Stranger Things. Oh, well, he really had a glow up. (laughs) I mean, it does make sense. The So Weird to Stranger Things Mm -hmm. pipeline that yeah, makes sense. The budget for the movie was $18 million. I thought you were going to say $18. I'm so sorry. But they did travel. <laughs> they did. Yeah, <laughs> I think enough. that's where it went mostly. It cost $18 million to make, and it made $101 million. Wow. Listen, it did well. This is the height of Ashton Kutcher. He could have done You're anything. Right. And Brittany Murphy, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't that's know about true. the height of Brittany Murphy. I think she had already yeah. kind of peaked. But listen, they were the it guys. Yeah. So. And they were a real-life couple for this movie, sure. too. So I'm sure that, like... Did something. Right. Their very own Gili. Well, except he backtracked. Do you remember all the drama and rumors? No, I forget. I forget gossip from 20 years ago, shockingly. Oh, I'll never forget. <laughs> I can't remember my social security number or where my keys are. Wait, but... can we talk about J-Lo when she was dating her dancer? <laughs> um, no, but Brittany Murphy and Ashton Kutcher bought each other rings and wore them on their ring finger as like a token of this movie. Like, you know, instead of getting a friendship yeah. tattoos, they got each other rings. And then they got all pissed off when people speculated that they were engaged or married. And then Ashton Kutcher was like, well, I don't even know if we're dating. She's my companion and we just enjoy spending time together. It's like, oh fuck you. I would definitely tell people that I was dating Brittany Murphy, you know? Yeah. He wanted his options open. Yeah. He went to go to Demi. I get it. The tagline for the movie, there were two. Welcome to the honeymoon from hell. 
<laughs> okay, we're not even trying. And then this one, it was the perfect honeymoon, dot, 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 until it began. That one's yeah, fine. It's not the worst. The film earned three nominations for the Razzie Awards, including Worst Actor for Ashton Kutcher, Worst Supporting Actress for Brittany Murphy, which I'm putting my pussy hat on, because why is he Best Actor and she's Best Supporting, but whatever. Yeah, what's supporting about that? Yeah, she's literally on as often as he is. Terrible. And then Worst Screen Couple for both Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy, but it didn't win any of those. It didn't even win the worst? That's wrong. (laughs) They have that award in my heart. <laughs> I am the cute one is now looking for sponsors. If you have a business you'd like to promote, email I am the cute one podcast at gmail.com to inquire about rates and packages. What character, if any, do you identify as from this movie? Just pussy. I was going to say pussy. We're all pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. is us. We are her. <laughs> All right, well, that was easy. There wasn't a lot of character development. <laughs> no. In this I also think I'm the flight attendant. She took her job very Ooh, seriously. She did. She was not having it. That's me. We have reached the part, Tracy, where we put all the pressure on you. Okay, not really. Great. We don't care. But we're going to set a one-minute clock, oh, and you tell us the synopsis of this fine film. Oh, I don't think we need one minute. Take Whatever you got. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... Uh, <laughs> In a sentence, I could sum up this movie. I don't even know if this is going to be a sentence. Um, The worst of everything. Just mistake with a sad ending. Amen. Also, wait. I I would like to add. Maybe I do need the minute. Do we eat? <laughs> They're stranded in the in the Alps. They're like, we'll just stay here. We'll just stay in the mountains. Yeah. Have you guys eaten one uh-huh. meal? It would have turned into cannibalism very no, but, quickly. No, but in the whole movie. I yeah. saw him maybe eat a tortilla chip right. at the bar. Maybe. They're sustaining <laughs> off of Budweiser and the love of sports. <laughs> because I got to tell you, if I was traveling like this, I feel like usually with travel, it's like, are we going to get dinner? How are we going to get dinner? Where yeah. are we going to get dinner? I mean, I guess it makes traveling easier if you just, maybe they're just eating Tums or something. I mean, I certainly agree with you. And it's so weird in a movie about travel. Like the White Lotus is just food porn. All they do right. on White Lotus is eat and die. But how don't they get like some kind of food poisoning? Like if you watch the movie, it's so like cliche, cliche, cliche. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Obviously, they have to get food poisoning at some point, right? Right. Or right. like somebody reaches across the dinner table and their Something. sleeve catches on fire. Yeah, maybe one less bloody nose Ugh. could have been substituted with a meal. They loved yeah. a good head injury. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Between the concussions <laughs> and the lack of eating, like maybe they were just hangry. Maybe their marriage wouldn't have dissolved so quickly if they had just Low blood sugar. had some bread. Yeah. <laughs> Low blood sugar and head injuries. There's my description. <laughs> So the movie begins with Sarah and Tom, a couple who likes each other almost as much as me and Chelsea do, returning (laughs) from their honeymoon in Europe and trying to injure and outsmart each other one roadrunner and coyote trick at a time. This opening scene is a lot. I watched it five times. (laughs) Did you? I'm like, I don't know what's happening. What is this? Was this your first time watching this? (laughs) No. Here's the greatest part about me. Uh, I am, I guess, like a goldfish. I could watch this whole movie, right? And then... Just a few days later, I'll watch it again, and it's, like, brand new. I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. I love that. Yeah, you're going to fit in real nicely on this podcast. (laughs) 
I do understand, though, because they came off of a bad honeymoon, but I want to injure my husband even when we're, like, getting along. I posted a reel about it a couple weeks ago, but he and I were moving a table, and he had his back to the window, and I just started giggling. He said, what are you laughing at? I said, I'm thinking about pushing you out of this window. And he he had done nothing wrong. I just really thought about it. I learned in therapy, those are called intrusive thoughts. (laughs) But are they intrusive if you're, like, gleeful about them and share (laughs) them with the world? We also have a jar of change where we like save random change for vacations and stuff. And one day I was just laughing again. He asked what I was laughing at. And I said, I thought about throwing this at your head. (laughs) Yeah, this is concerning. But it's also concerning because on this podcast, you have told a story about pushing him in a pool, thinking that that would teach him how to swim, like when people throw babies into the pool. So like, again, I don't know if we can call them intrusive thoughts if you're acting upon them. I think it's just sociopathic Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just mean. <laughs> I want to come out publicly as I am Team Quinn. I stand with Quinn. If you I'm going to start a GoFundMe, like an escape plan. For he him. has a GoFundMe. It's that jar of change. To rescue Listen, him. I'd watch you guys push each other in the pool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can swim, so. Donnie. <laughs> At work the next day, the early morning traffic radio host, Tom Lezak, thinks back on his relationship with Sarah. Their perfect relationship was ruined by marriage and how they had their meet cute on the beach when he hit her in the head, Marsha Brady style, with a football. First head trauma <laughs> of the movie. Um, I've teased it a few weeks in a row now, but I'm finally going to tell my meet cute story with the husband that I want to push out the window. We've kept this pure. Donnie hasn't told me, so I can't wait to hear it. I know. Well, the first time I was going to tell the story, he was in the room. And then the second time, the episode was running long, so I cut it from the outline. But this time, we're early. I'll cut stuff later, like plot. Um, But we met on OkCupid. I know, cute, wholesome. But 13 years ago, OkCupid had those quizzes Mm -hmm. where you could really get to know each other before you oh, I know it. message them. <laughs> so like all different things, religion, family, like what you want your house to look like. But there was a whole sex section too. Mm. So one part, this is a trigger warning. You can skip ahead like 45 Oh seconds. yeah, no, I'm going to shut my ears <laughs> off. I'm very squeamish. <laughs> I'm more so mental listener. Imagine Tracy's like, okay, I'll be Sorry, back guys. in 35 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. So the one question was like, do you have a tickle fantasy Tickle wasn't the word they used. Mm-hmm. Oh. Starts with the R. Oh, rhymes with tape. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, would you act out your partner's tickle fantasy? So he answered yes. So then my first message ever to this man was, I'll leave my door open and you can come act it out. And now we're married. <laughs> I'm going to try that. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? So romantic. I love that that story started with OK Cupid and ended with tickling. I think a lot of stories start and end like that. I just don't think there's marriage at the end <laughs> yeah. of it. I hate that we can't have kids. Why? I mean, we're both men. All of his kids just go in my butt and die. I mean, I know why, but why do you hate that you can't? That's what I wanted to know. No, I just meant to tell my grandkids that story. Tell someone else's grandkids. <laughs> Chelsea, I'm coming to your family reunion. Oh, God. Okay. I didn't know Chelsea had kids, and I thought you were just an artist. Honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah my master. I was like, she's it. pretty talented. And then you're like, I have kids. And I was like, oh, she's not the talented one. I don't know if you guys can see this one. My youngest, whenever she draws me, it's just literally a circle with like a straight mouth line. Wow. I have no emotion. I'm like, huh, uncanny. Uh, and then your other daughter just makes you a lizard every Yeah, I can yeah say, is every, that you? Everybody's a dinosaur. <laughs> Everything is a dinosaur, a crocodile. I love she that. saw a video of an iguana the other day. She lost her oh. fucking mind. 
Oh, wow. I can I respect that. I think she's going to be like a snake kid. <laughs> I am a snake kid. Are, Are you? I am. I love any kind of like weird, like I want to pet a rat when I see it on the subway. I mean, oh, not that oh. I'm on the subway. Let's get real. But uh, <laughs> yeah, a lizard, <laughs> you go on vacation, right? There's lizards oh, places. Yeah. And you want to touch them? I was chasing an iguana on the beach in Cancun. Oh. Everyone else was drinking. <laughs> Were you doing both at least? Yeah. Well, just me. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to know what the adult version of my daughter will look it's like. It's not going to be great. It's really not going to be great. There's a lot of tears. Well. Oh, God. While Tracy was chasing lizards on the beach, Tom hit Sarah in the head with a football on the beach, and their run-in there led to a day-day at a pool hall that then led to a magical afternoon mm-hmm. sex session, and then that led to them moving together in a month. Speaking of rats and petting creatures when i first moved in with my husband i moved in with him and his roommate was this after you got married no this was like Mm. we had dated i think for like about a year but it was like college so it felt like longer but it was actually shorter because we were drunk most of the time you know Mm. so i moved in with him and his roommate and their house was fucking disgusting but i was like coming in on their turf so i had to like pick and choose my battles right you know i go to like put my dishes into their cabinets i open it up thousands of german cockroaches okay no i'm out on that one so that was a battle i picked and i was like no we're calling orkin this is not normal and they were like oh no no we forgot to tell you it's just you gotta bang a couple times on the cabinet before you open so all the bugs can scatter and i was like absolutely the fuck not and this was the silverware drawer yes and then i was like well i'm gonna wash all the dishes like so i put it in the dishwasher i guess the cockroaches like little cave or den or whatever no. was yeah, somewhere they back there there would be like hundreds jumping to their death because it would heat up in the water and everything and I was like oh I've made I a horrible fucking mistake so we did get the orchid we got things situated but one day I came home because there was ivy all over this house and one day I came home and my husband was out there doing like yard work and I was like this is fucking weird he did not tell me until years later that he lifted up our kitchen blinds and the ivy had grown up against the window and there was a rat's nest like an actual rat's nest like a terrarium (laughs) where you could see inside and it was a mother rat and all of her little baby rats against this window and he was like if chelsea sees this she will leave me (laughs) and he was right so five years later he told me that and i was like yeah thank you for waiting that long because the statute of limitation has ended but i would have probably never spoken to you again he really could have started a tiktok account on that oh oh yeah you found rat talk i would have watched (laughs) Ashton being Ashton kills Sarah's dog by accident, and when she asks if he's lying about it, which he is, he promises her he'd never lie to her, which he's doing, Mm -hmm. and then proposes. And that is fine, though, as she's keeping secrets of her own, having slept with her douchebag family friend, Peter Prentice, not long after she met Tom. So with Peter at the wedding, and without the support of her family, the two are married. I would get over you cheating before I would get over you killing my dog. Uh, same. Killing yeah. a dog is same. way worse than It cheating. really put her in the mood, though. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, sucks. Yeah, why would marriage come to your brain at your dog's funeral? They're both terrible people. Terrible, terrible yeah, people. We'll get there. This is the least. Well, they're terrible said. people, too, because they come from a terrible family. Because when we met 
pussy and the fam, that's a family that would definitely participate in the purge. Like, you know, as a child, mm. there's little peewee yelling health, wealth and happiness after like her first kill. <laughs> that's a freaky family. It was very get out. Mm, mm-hmm. There were just no black people in this movie. So they had no one. To no, there out. used to be. So now they're just <laughs> focusing on the middle class. Middle class <laughs> white people are next. So after a bloody, exhausting, <laughs> those are two separate Thoughts like bloody comma exhausting. It wasn't me doing like a hag right. Impr- bloody exhausted. It was <laughs> right, bloody was an adjective. Okay, perfect. Yeah, thank you. After a bloody comma exhausting comma sexless first night of marriage, the honeymoon begins on the plane that they didn't set an alarm to catch like it was the beginning of Home Alone. The two terrorize the flight attendant and other passengers as they sneak off to the bathroom to consummate their marriage. But because of Mexican food and small spaces, the two are unable to do so. They do manage, however, to give the flight attendant a bloody nose love the bloody nose (laughs) they are terrorists to that little boy taking a shit and also (laughs) the flight attendant but my real issue with this movie is they're in first class and they couldn't agree on a dress code he is in a hoodie and a t-shirt and flip-flops and she looked like she worked at the fucking bank she did look like she was a teller (laughs) she was very business casual it made me so mad. But business casual was kind of the look for women in the early aughts. It was like, am I going to wear something from like Charlotte Russe with like a pencil skirt and high heels and go to the club? pencil skirt. Oh, that hem. That was beautiful. Maybe a belt like right under your boobs for no reason. I do know the look was in, but do you think his look matched hers? Like, would they be going to the same bar or restaurant dressed like this? I mean, I think... It's kind of indicative of the expectation of men and women, if we could take oh. it there, Donnie. Wow. I think that if you look like Ashton Kutcher in life, you've gone a lot of places in flip-flops and been accepted. And that's your women's studies. Course. What was his thing, though? Like, Ashton Kutcher, he that was like the it guy, right? At the time? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, anyone? <laughs> I mean, he was cute enough. He was cute like a I child. Think. Yeah. He's not like a man. <laughs> I never thought he was, like, Oscar-worthy, but I really learned in this movie he can't act. At first, I thought it was, like, their little shtick, and it was, like, something we were supposed to see. But every single time he was upset, he was smiling. It's kind of like the Jimmy Fallon effect. Yes. He's always breaking character. He's like, you've been punked. (laughs) He points to the cameras. The car didn't really fall off a cliff. You've been punked. Don't worry, I'm not really cheating on you with this girl. You've been punked. I wish we were, and this movie didn't exist. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> You've been pumped. We're not releasing this episode. Great. We just wanted to make you watch it. What a Thursday. <laughs> With the fight out of their way, the two check into their French castle, where they mock the culture of everyone they greet, and then knock out the power when trying to charge their American dildo in a European outlet. And instead of apologizing, Tom screams at the owner, and soon the two find themselves without a hotel for the first night of their honeymoon. Why did they need this big vibrator right and why is he so excited about it (laughs) i don't know like i do understand the importance of sex toys but this is the first time you're having sex with a married couple you can do regular stuff yeah regular stuff you can do regular stuff yeah on my honeymoon the first time we had sex i just dipped his dick in champagne glass (laughs) yeah and then drank it off i'm gonna cry wow like, you don't need toys. It was there, and then it was like, <laughs> kind of like, I'm going off to war now. And she was like, oh, good, I have some company. You know, it's like, 
I didn't understand where it really fit in for everyone. But well, she knew he was gonna sniff out a sports bar and be gone for the next. Uh, four maybe that's nights. why she was excited. Yeah. Also, did his friend send it to them? That's yes. creepy too. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, honey, I brought this for us. Let's peg. Right. right. No, his friend was like, you're really going to love this. Can't wait to think about you guys using this. I can't wait for you to think about me while you're using it, too. Yeah, and like not even at the bachelor party or something where you can pass it off as a gag gift. This was the honeymoon party. Oh, there was going to be a gag, but... (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, don't accept the cognac. Accept the thunderbolt, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, the Jizz Master 2000. (laughs) I do think she's kind of as bad as him, though. Just sneakier Mm. about it. Like, he wears his awfulness just on his polo sleeve with those flip flops. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Do you think that this was an ode to Dude Where's My Car? What part? The whole movie? The vibrator. Oh. Is this art? <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe this is art. Maybe it's just so highbrow we yeah. didn't understand it. We're uh, not cultured enough. We are swine. <laughs> Her family would lock the gate on yeah. us. Oh, and we would bang our pinto right into it. So. <laughs> But I do think she's bad because she likes when he's a dick. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't need to translate and tell Tom that the concierge was calling him a stupid American pig. Like, she did it and she smirked. She was like, she he's calling smirk. you a pig. Like, he's awful, but she kind of gets off on it. She loves it. Yeah. So, now stranded, the two drive through the night and a blizzard in search of a new hotel when they find themselves stuck in a snow pile with their only option to sleep in the car and dig themselves out in the morning with only a bottle of champagne to eat. Yeah, but that's not a problem. That's fine. That's like fine. <laughs> totally fine. No, this is when yeah. I put on my little tinfoil hat because oh, I was God. trying to think like, I don't know, sometimes in my brain, I'm like, how can I liven up this experience for me? So I like to make my own little conspiracy theories. Okay, so I was concerned because I was like, I really hope they're turning this car off. And this mm-hmm. is just a PSA for people. If you ever get trapped in a snowbank, you have to turn your car off because you will die because mm-hmm. carbon monoxide will sneak on in. It doesn't have anywhere to go. I would leave the car on. <laughs> Well, that's a typical rat girl speaking. (laughs) But I went to carbonmonoxide.com. Here are some symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning. And tell me if this sounds like anybody we just spent an hour and 34 minutes watching. (laughs) Those with brain damage from carbon monoxide poisoning have ongoing problems with thinking, their emotions, their behaviors, and their interpersonal relationships. Great. Now I have carbon monoxide poisoning. (laughs) So I think that they were just assholes to each other because they got poisoning to the brain from that snowstorm. Wow. And they had low blood sugar. Mm, and they haven't <laughs> eaten for 16 days. This so. movie was really smarter than we thought. Mm-hmm. I think we have to give it a lot yeah. more credit. Carbon monoxide awareness. <laughs> Carbonmonoxide.com. You know. Shout out. I hate that carbonmonoxide.com is in your search history now. My poor NSA agent. I really wanted to send him some sort of, or her, some sort <laughs> of you. edible arrangement over the holiday <laughs> season because that person mm. has seen some shit. Mine too. I hope they like gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. 
But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Low on funds, Sarah's father offers to pay for a nice hotel for the end of their trip, but... Tom refuses to take handouts from people who obviously already look down on him and finds a pensione or boarding house for you uncultured listeners. <laughs> Don't worry, I had to look it up too. In Venice, that his father suggests, and in a shock to them, but certainly not us, it's a piece of shit with a gassy owner, moldy walls, stained sheets, leaky ceilings, and predatory construction workers out front. What was the worst accommodations you've ever stayed in on vacation? Oh, man, I have a lot of uh, those stories, just uh, traveling, touring. So recently was just like a few years ago in South Carolina when uh, the palmetto bugs, as they like to call them, just started crawling oh, out God. of the air conditioner. And they were like, there's no bugs in this room. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm talking to one of them. He's he's having coffee with me. <laughs> he's pulled up a chair. Yeah, so I think there is. I will tell you, I was traveling uh with a band years ago and we got put up at this motel by the venue and the venue was like, uh, I think a dive bar. So I'm not really sure why we got put up by the venue, but <laughs> it explains a lot when I got there and it was a motel where I remember walking in and the lampshade was crooked and I was like, Oh God, that's going to drive me crazy. And I tried to move it, but it was actually, um, it was nailed into the wall. And that's why it was crooked and everything oh. was nailed into the wall so that you couldn't steal. And it was oh, just, no. it was really great. There was a frog in the bathtub, which I obviously <gasps> was like, I'm into this. This is the best part of the motel. And it was just very, <laughs> very seedy. There were no chairs. There was nothing that you could like move. Everything was like a bench yeah. or, you know, it was just built in. And I was like, I feel so uncomfortable staying here. But I did, you know, cause yeah. I have no standards. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and then it was a few months later I was talking to I was working in a restaurant and my manager was from the same area it was in, in Ithaca and I was like oh yeah I was like I, I worked with this band we were on tour there and he's like oh where did you play and I told him and he, I was like oh yeah we stayed at I think it was called like the Lincoln Motor Inn or something and he was like 
oh, oh. <laughs> what do you mean and I'm like, no, yeah, we stayed there. And he was like, oh, well, that's where um, when uh, the inmates get out of uh, prison, <clears throat> they give them two weeks, like, to <laughs> get their lives together. And then they stay there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that oh is my God. wild. That this is not a story of mine. This was a story that I was horrified to hear. My brother-in-law's bachelor party, which my husband planned, was in Atlantic City. And I was the one that actually booked this hotel because I was helping them like find places. And I was like, holy shit, this place is so cheap and it's right on the strip. Oh, God. Mm, Atlantic City, if you've been there. <laughs> they got there and <laughs> they walk into their room and it is empty. There's nothing in it, like not a bed, not a chair, just empty. So they go back down to the desk and they were like, um, so we just opened our hotel room and there's nothing in there. The person at the front desk went, not again. And then they go to their second room and it had been like ravaged by one of the hurricanes and just like never fixed. And so they had like an opening in the ceiling that was just <laughs> dripping water because it was raining outside. And if I was on that trip, I'd be like, absolutely the fuck not. Men but don't care. The kind of crew that my brother-in-law and my <laughs> husband are, they were like, oh, fuck yeah, there are no rules. So they had a great weekend and had a lovely wow. time, but horrified to hear. Jesus. And then, of course, I was the one that booked it. So I still haven't heard the end of that one. But. <laughs> Tracy, when you told yours and the person you told the story to said, wait, what do you mean? I thought it was going to be a ghost story and that the hotel didn't exist. Oh, I would have loved that. I would have <laughs> loved if that hotel didn't exist. <laughs> new Year, New You? Is your New Year's resolution to stop murdering plants? Looking for the perfect gift for a green-thumbed cutie in your life? Or maybe you just want to liven up your living space? It's time to join Mother Magnolia Plant Company's Plant Gang. Plant Gang is a monthly subscription that includes one new plant each month, shipped directly to your door. Each plant comes with personalized care cards and access to plant consults as needed. Head to MotherMagnoliaPlants.com to sign up now. But none of that, or literally falling into the bed of an old, moderately attractive, horny swinger couple, is enough (laughs) to get them to leave. It's not until Sarah reaches down Tom's pants and finds herself with a handful of cockroach (laughs) that they decide maybe it's time to go. So off they go to a grand hotel, courtesy of Mr. McNerney, and after he calls Tom a cracker, the two fight again (laughs) and go to bed for the third time this trip without having sex. Or a meal. (laughs) Or a meal. Truly nothing in anyone's mouth yet. Besides a cock, a roach. (laughs) The next day, Tom and Sarah go sightseeing and are finally getting along until Tom finds a sports bar and abandons her. And while Sarah is looking for local culture, she finds international swine instead when Peter Prentice checks into their hotel. Dun, dun, dun. Is there a band? There is. I found in my research, but I don't know that. Kane? Yeah, that's he's he's the the singer. Yeah. He's a country star. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's a country band. Yeah. Yeah, he's a country singer. Do they still exist? I know this movie came out. I mean, does years anything ago. really still exist? <laughs> they, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're practicing somewhere in some kind of studio space or garage. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Sarah confesses her past with Peter Prentice, and then that leads Tom to let the cat out of the bag. 
that the dog was let out of the window. Why is he? Why are they telling? What is this? What is this? What kind of relationship do they have? Shut up. Thank you. But also, she didn't confess first, Donnie. And this is where she is just as bad She's as him. She was about to. She then, was yeah. about to. Then he confesses. So then she gets mad at him, which game recognized game. Like this that, is yeah. something I totally would have pulled of like, oh, I was going to admit something bad, but you said something bad. So now I get to be mad. Yeah, at I would have been like, I used your toothbrush. And yeah. I'm sorry. my confession yeah. was that I love you so much. Too much. Uh-huh. My heart <laughs> I want to be with you forever. Yeah. He didn't kill the dog, though. Can we just argue that? Like, he really didn't kill the dog. What did he do? He bounced the ball. It went out the window. Like, right. he wasn't trying to kill the dog. That's so stupid. You're right. Right. But it's the cover up. The cover up's worse than mm. the crime. The cover up is worse than the crime. But also, like, stop telling people who you banged. Stop. <laughs> you don't need to go through the roster. You don't need to give details. Well, that's what his friend was like. Oh, he, she didn't give you the roster. And it's like, what year is it? And here is another thing that like aged mm-hmm. poorly. It's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what you need. Yeah. I think they do that in the pre-cana when you're in church and you're sitting with the priests <laughs> before you get married. The priest <laughs> is like, okay, what's the roster? I haven't had anything inside of me except for the Holy Ghost and the love of Jesus. Uh, and his name was Peter. Uh <laughs> That's what we called him. We called him the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when I get caught in a lie, usually about who I've slept with in the past, I just lie to my husband and tell him I already told him. Yeah, of course you do. That's exactly what I would do. But also, stop telling people yeah. anything. But especially because like, at some point, you are hurting the person you're with more mm. by telling them the truth. You've gone this long. What's the point? Just let what it go. I would argue the worst thing she's doing is continuing to like allow Peter to be in their lives as this creep who stalks her. Yeah. I think that if she really wants to make a difference in the impact Peter's having on her relationship, tell him to go the fuck away and tell your dad to fire him because he's a mm-hmm. creep. Like him lurking and sending bottles of cognac is way worse than like having his ding dong inside of you for 20 seconds and three pumps. <laughs> so inspired by these two sociopaths, we asked the cuties their biggest lies they've ever told. The first one will start out like, I told him that I have good credit. <gasps> I don't like this. No, this one, oh, this yeah. is where I draw the you line. fucked his life up. Yeah, I'd no. rather she slept with his dad. Wow. Same. Well, yeah. you don't want to be married to me then. Well, don't lie about it. Bad credit is fine. But there's no lying. You can just, you know, look at my belongings and the windshield of my car. <laughs> you just take a look. <laughs> just take a look at my life in shambles and you'll know what we're working with. Spin yeah. around. <laughs> this one says, I broke a light fixture and let him believe that one of his kids did it. And no, he still doesn't know to this day. Mm. See, that kind of stuff I don't mind. My mom, when she first married my dad, she broke the oven and then put it back together. And when he used it next, she pretended he did it. And she still hasn't told him. And I wasn't even born yet. So she well, here told we are. me. Oh, she doesn't listen to this. She asks me every week how you watch a podcast. <laughs> and yet refuses to pay for the Patreon. So not Let me tell one. you something. <laughs> Eventually, they figure out how to watch a podcast uh oh and then you're in trouble then. <laughs> and then you're in trouble Ooh, okay her friend is a high school teacher and he listens to the podcast because he wants me to come speak to his podcast class and i was like i will but you cannot tell my mother anything well see this hear. is the problem the problem is is that our parents friends listen to things and then they repeat them to our parents and then i get a phone call <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, someone at work told me, and it's like, that must have not been me. I think they're confused. <laughs> they were listening to Joe Rogan. That was, yeah, that was definitely Rogan. And 
It was something about the vaccine, probably. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't about what you thought it was about. Oh my god! Well, I just watched Donnie go through the stages of grief. I think we've hit acceptance that one day his life will be ruined when his mom can watch uh-huh. a podcast. But yeah, my stomach fell out my butt for a little. Bit, <laughs> I just shoved it back in, and we're good to go. There we go. Okay, one last one because this is a weird one. It starts mm. with weird story time. I oh. hooked up with a guy once and literally worst imaginable first and last hookup. Couldn't find basic areas, but once he finally did and finished, I noticed blood down there. And he was like, oh, I think you got your period. Mortified, I apologized and fled. I go home and realize, wait, I don't have my period and I'm not cut or bleeding down there. I'm like, why the fuck was there blood? He texts me later and tells me that it wasn't from my period, but actually from him. He was uncircumcised, and apparently during our hookup, the skin tore back and ripped, which caused him to bleed. He ended up having to get surgery. It was really bizarre, and I know not technically a lie because he eventually fessed up, but he did lead me to believe it was me, Mm. even though he knew. Hope you enjoyed that extremely unwarranted (laughs) and unhinged story. I saw that movie. You ever see that movie? Teeth? Teeth. Vagina dentata! Yeah. <laughs> it happened in teeth? Yeah, that's the the whole entire movie is about how her vagine had teeth. Do you yeah. think this person's yeah. fucking with me and submitted that? Or do you think she's the inspiration for that movie? No, I think she has teeth. <laughs> yeah. I think she has a razor blade twat. <laughs> God bless. I want to make merch that says that. <laughs> razor blade twat? That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. It's my grinder name. (laughs) (laughs) So, since 10 months is maybe too soon to get married, Tom and Sarah each let themselves go a little too far in situations I would have never personally let myself get into. Sarah with Peter Prentice and Tom with a woman from the bar. And while they don't, like, fully orgasm cheat on each other sarah does find bar girls panties and tom sees peter prentice kiss sarah so needless to say the honeymoon is over and after a brief stint in jail sarah and tom arrive back in los angeles where we see the airport scene from the start of the movie i wonder if this was the inspiration for white lotus like we start at the scene of the crime Mm -hmm. and art guys this is art Just too stupid for this movie, I think. I know. If we would have just put a filter on it, I do think it would have been accepted as And shut the audio off. (laughs) And then turn the TV off, too. Sarah moves out, leaving Tom only with a photo album. And you never see the hard days in a photo album, but those are the ones that get you from one happy snapshot to the next. Just like Mm -hmm. the Counting Crows and Joni Mitchell before them saying... Don't it always seem to go? That you you don't, don't know what you got, what till, you got it's till it's gone. gone. <laughs> Pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Should we start a band? Should we start a country band with Kane? <laughs> Only if we can stay at the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> the, Lincoln <laughs> the Motor Lodge. <laughs> no, I like that better. It was the Lincoln Memorial, guys. It's where everyone gets out of prison. <laughs> For those Abe heads once again. Oh, God. <laughs> So Tom heads to the McNerney house and monologues on the security monitor about wanting to work on the hard days with her. And this is where I thought maybe Ashton can act because he made me cry. Oh, no. I know. Because it was so long. Because you were like, how is this still going? (laughs) No, when he was crying and then those gates opened, I just started crying. Wow. Really going through it. I really was. But Sarah and Tom are reunited. Pussy is happy. And the movie's over. 
Yeah, it's great. Beautiful. There are some deep-seated issues in this relationship. Hello? How is this a happy ending? <laughs> right. How yeah. is this a happy ending? You guys don't even respect each other. You have no future. And they're like, oh, love is enough. No, it's actually not. When she was saying love isn't enough, I'm like, finally, she gets it. Mm-hmm. She finally gets it. They're getting it. And they're getting that they shouldn't be together. Shoot for the stars. Stop dating these losers. He's mm-hmm. a loser. I'm sorry. He's a loser. He's a loser. And they've just had like physical violence against each other Mm -hmm. they don't have anything in common they are literally the worst type of couple who like involve everybody around them in their drama it's like just be passive aggressive at the dinner table like the rest of us why do we Mm -hmm. have to be like in the roller coaster of this we love each other we're passionate oh we're fighting and screaming at each other now we're back together like don't involve me i'm exhausted i'm not having sex with him so leave me the fuck out yeah i have an unspoken rule you can vent to me about your significant other once because then it is like coming to a friend for advice yeah but then if you do it again then i know that you just keep going back with him and then i'm checking out. that's a pretty wild rule but also the (laughs) scene the scene where she so she throws the ashtray at him right Uh he gets she literally looks him in the face and throws the ashtray at him she doesn't like by accident throw the ashtray at him yeah okay he gets hit he's on the floor can you imagine if the the roles were reversed gender wise Uh and he had just hit her Mm -hmm. and she's laying on the floor and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she must have mouthed it off. Slow. <laughs> I know. Stuff like that happens a lot in this movie. Like, Domestic they violence. Violent. They're yes. always bleeding. Everyone is bleeding yeah. from every single hole. <laughs> <laughs> that first scene in the airport, they are truly pushing each other into no, no, like this carts. is domestic violence. Okay. Someone should have called 911. <laughs> They should not have gotten back together because there should have been a restraining order. Yeah, they should have been locked in that prison for life. This is promoting toxic relationships. It really is. So there you go. And no one eats. (laughs) And no one eats. That's the most toxic thing. Well, actually, (laughs) I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but here Hmm. we are. Go Uh for it. Brittany really, she could have used a toner, no? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's a choice. If you did my hair like that, I'd be like, I'm not leaving my house until I go to Sally Beauty or something. Yeah, the only comparable hair this bad by like a star this big is Kate Hudson in How I to knew Lose you were a Guy say in 10 her. Days. Leave her name out of your mouth. Those dry ass hay strands of hair that were <laughs> as yellow as her dress. At least yellow <laughs> isn't orange. Mm. Yeah. Yellow's not good. I'm not saying yellow's good. Yeah. But that was I mean, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really I'm not No, well. please take it away. Thank you so much. Um all right, so Brittany's orange with some kind of bad Rachel cut. Uh-huh. Okay, it's not good. Then you have Peter who I'm like, is this a wig? I think it was. I hope it was. And then you have the girl that he's cheating on her with in the bar. <gasps> and oh, I'm like, yeah. is she from Queens? <laughs> What the hell happened to her? Oh my god. These are chunky highlights. And I understand that it's what 2003 or whatever, but like Uh this is wild. She was like a spice girl. Tracy, it was an $18 million budget. What are you? Yeah, I see where they skimped. They should have just filmed the Venice scene at the Venetian in Vegas and used that budget to do everyone's hair. Yeah, you're right. A green screen would have got us 
a lot because I was going to say it makes more sense <laughs> if this took place in Vegas because I don't believe a man like Tom would ever go to Europe. No, he makes it known repeatedly that he spent his own money for this. Like this is not a gift from her parents at all. This is not a gifted honeymoon. He paid for this. They picked it out together. Why would he agree to this trip? Okay, well, I have the answer for you. <gasps> oh, tell us. He was like, listen, we can get a fairly nice hotel. We could rent a car from budget. We can't eat anything. (laughs) But they could have done that in Florida. Yeah. He's like, we can't eat. And she was like, no, I really want to go to Paris. And he's like, okay, fine. But we're going to have one of the champagne bottle favors from our wedding. (laughs) And that's going to be everything for the whole trip. And she's like, fine. I'm in. Yeah. Because I feel like this is a man who on his honeymoon would be like, we're putting on cheese heads and we're going to go see a football game. I just don't believe that he would ever go no. to a country that doesn't speak American, as he says. You know? They both could have got what they wanted from this trip if they just went to Epcot Center. And that's my final thought. Mm. It's a small <laughs> world after all. Yeah. So final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to a sequel to be? Well, we can't make a sequel. <laughs> no, no, let's not make a sequel. Let's just totally agree. There's no sequel. I would love to see, and you know, one of them's an actor, one of them's not, but I don't care. I mean, obviously, they didn't really care when they cast this movie. (laughs) I want Alec Baldwin and Ilaria. Oh, that would be fun. Well, one would argue maybe she's the actress in that relationship. Mm. She's method. She's gone deep. She is the character. She is preparing for the role (laughs) of a lifetime. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I actually went that same thought process and I also went with a real life couple. And I think that this is basically the next season of Sister Wives now that we're down to just one sister wife (gasps) with Cody and Robin. Last woman standing, that Robin, she got what she wanted. She gets that prize of a (laughs) man. She won a contest that no one entered. And I forgot to do the assignment until the beginning of this episode when we mentioned this person's name and then I made it a real life couple as well. No longer, unfortunately. But I put Flava Flav and Tiffany Pollard because I think they would shine. That's beautiful. More art. Yeah, thank you. Anything that New York can be in, I'm all for. And then final, final thoughts. What for us, we touched on a lot of what didn't age well, but what aged well and what aged like Blockbuster? Uh, I think the violence was really intense. Mm -hmm. I also think at the end when they had the, I I would say, butler, Uh that was insane. (laughs) His Mm -hmm. accent was over the top. I mean, it was Uh clear that it was like very inappropriate Mm -hmm. and they were trying to poke fun. Mm -hmm. A punchline. And in a way where, like, no one made a punchline of it. So, like, no. his accent was the punchline only. Yeah, and then in theme with that, too, I think that if this were made today, the way that they behave in a different country would be framed as, mm. like, look what assholes Americans are. Like, look at how disrespectful they're being. But instead, it was, like, we were meant to root for them as they were just terrorizing mm-hmm. every single person. Yeah. Bonjour, merci. Like, it's like, shut the fuck up. You are awful. But I think that it was meant to be like cute. The people that they were interacting with should just be so lucky to be in their uh-huh. presence. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you guys are so young. You're so young. It's like, they're not that young. No, Mm-mm. they both had better jobs than I do, for God's sake. <laughs> Amen. And I will say I'll end with one positive thing. You know, they were uh-huh. sex positive with that giant ass vibrator. So that was nice to see, you know, bringing toys. Into yeah, the but bedroom. it just would have caused a fight. Yeah. I think. 
Because all they did was fight. Yeah, but I would have liked to see where that was going, how that fight started, rather than. Oh, uh, I thought you meant where there. that dildo was going. That's on Patreon.com, guys. <laughs> That's at the $20 a month level. No, like I would have wanted them to start the fight with the dildo instead of blowing out oh, the fuse. Right, like yeah. I want them to fight about the dildo once it's in. Right, like he know? pulls it out of the wall, it goes, flies, hits her in the face, and then everyone's <laughs> and bleeding, bleeding again. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's bleeding yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And on that note, that's the end of the episode. We always know how to leave you. Uh-huh. So, Tracy, thank you again so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. I hope we didn't scare you off. I'm blocking you as we speak. <laughs> Please let everyone know where they can listen to you, where they can find you, all of the above. Oh, well, thank you so much for asking. Um, they can go to TracyCarnazzo.com for everything Tracy Carnazzo Ooh. related. Or you could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E, T-U-Z-Z-I. I and I have three of my own podcasts, Catfish Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, and Teen Mom Trash Talk. If you watch those shows, then listen to the podcast. And if you don't, just don't. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? You don't have to, don't do that to yourself. Uh, but TracyCarnazzo.com is where you can find all of my upcoming show dates and everything else Tracy Carnazzo related. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And next week, we will be covering 27 dresses. So tune in to listen to us cover that. We will talk to you later. Love Love you like a sister. sister. Bye. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to to you later. later. Love you like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.